Lovely morning here, October 11th, Columbus Day. Can we say that on the air without being canceled? No. Is Sorry, it, everybody. That's the, a, the that's the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a beautiful October morning today. I saw cool. something clever and silly on Twitter, as often you do. One does. It said, Happy, Inde- Indeg- in- <laughs> Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Let's all take a moment to remember all the victims of human sacrifice by the Aztecs and Mayans. <laughs> Which was, you know, that, that, that occurred, right? That's... I'm reminded of Today's the, Indigenous Persons Day? Or indig- would you call it Indigenous Sacrifice the, Day? <laughs> indigenous Peoples Day is the alternative name for Columbus. Okay. Okay. Because Columbus was evil because he was white and he brought disease and things. But the native cultures were not evil because that's impossible. So there's this book called the Book of Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) I heard of it. Uh, You heard of it? Okay. So it kind of, it has an explanation for how some of the people got here. I'm not saying it was all of them. But essentially, this family came over, and then they started to fight with each other. Right. And then they started to kill each other off, and had all these wars and rumors of wars and, you know, all kinds of stuff, and um, kind of acted like humans tend to act, and then destroyed each other. And then we, the record ends. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the... Uh somewhat oh by the way the just one thing the record says that the people's governments were corrupted by secret conspiracies yeah but that only applies to other people and that's what destroyed them so just just a heads up listen let me get something straight i know a lot of our listeners out there are are lds they're not mormons you can't say that anymore they're latter-day they're members of the church i thought lds meant loves dogs and snakes Let me get something straight. The okay. warnings in the Book of Mormon apply to other people. Not us. They do not apply to us. Not to the United States of not to, America. Not to LDS especially. Because our, our government... They only, it only applies to people who don't read the book. Our ruling structures could never be corrupted by right. secret We're conspiracies. Going down. I'm being sarcastic and cynical, and I don't like really? that. Okay. But the, you, there was something you wanted to start this podcast with. Is that what it was? No. Is that your best material? <laughs> no. Uh, is that all you got, Bobby? By the way, Bobby Flood across the table from me. I'm Jordan Bruno. This is the Mind Virus Show, the Mind Virus Podcast. Find us on the web. I hope you already did find us on the web at mindvirus.show. And uh, please comment on our website. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you have anything interesting Jordan, to say to contribute Jordan, to the conversation, we'd love to see it. Jordan checks the comments every, every 22 minutes. And when there isn't one, he gets really upset. So please comment. Have a high anxiety day. <laughs> you can also find this show. Thank you to our friends Whitaker and Pepe Le Pew, who yeah, tend reg- to comment regular, regularly. Regular commenters and with some good insight. Now uh, don't, just, don't just comment for the sake of commenting. I want 
in exciting, interesting things that we can confer about. You what, know, if we were going to have like a little conference on the what, website where you participate. What Jordan's saying is he's getting bored of talking with just Bobby Flood over the table about this stuff. I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm just saying it would be fun to, to have more people involved in the discussion. Maybe some feedback, maybe some rebuttals, maybe some interesting yeah. uh, side notes. Uh, definitely visit the website because we, we each, each podcast episode... Because, see, we went to the trouble to put up this website well, <laughs> for you. And, and Jordan, Jordan takes time to... to uh, Provide links and right. Bo- Bobby memes Bobby and, edits the audio, sort of, and then I sort of like just toss it right up on the site and yeah, we put it. I I I think it's kind of fun gathering the stuff for the for the podcast yeah. page. Right, so, uh, there's a lot of fun YouTube videos that end up on there. But also, you can find us on your on your preferred uh, podcast aggregator like Spotify, Apple. Uh, I think Google rejected us, did they? No, I think you can find us on Google now. Um, I'll try that. Other other apps like Overcast, you know, you know the drill. You're all podcast savvy. So yeah, if you if you Google up Mind Virus Podcast on Google, if you Google it up on Google, yeah, it does pull us up, and then I believe that it actually will play us. Okay. Oh, it's it will it will launch a warning and say. This episode of the Mind Virus podcast isn't hosted on a secure connection, and your browser blocks playback of insecure content with a secure website like podcasts.google.com. What they're saying is our, our website is dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous to democracy. It's incredibly dangerous. Incredibly dangerous to our democracy. So you have to play it in a new tab. But you can find it on Google, and uh, the, best, the best way to get it uh, you know, if you're just browsing for it, is to go straight to mindvirus.show and play it from the website. I even added, with my programming expertise, somewhat of a hacker, I added a, uh, a, a few links in there so you can play it at 1.25 speed, 1.5 speed, 1.75 speed, and double speed. And the reason I did that was not necessarily for your convenience, but Bobby and I sound really good when we're talking really fast. Like we know exactly what we're talking about. We go really fast. We we're yeah. very intelligent. We can just rattle these things off, like you know. With I used to less try to edit the show to make us sound smarter, but I don't need to anymore. We just just speed double it up speed it, and it just seems like all this incredible insight is just pouring out of our brains. Remember that old joke about how it takes it takes him uh, two hours to watch sixty minutes. <laughs> In the modern world, it takes you, you know, you could watch it in 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Don't know how much you're actually you retaining. Watch 60 minutes? Does it, do they even, are they even relevant anymore? Do they have anybody that's not under the age of 102 on the program? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't, don't watch it. I don't know. I, is the mainstream media relevant anymore? That is a good question, and it's a good segue okay. to, to this thing I've got that I okay. want you to Go hear ahead. and listen. Go ahead. It comes from the mainstream media. It comes from our, our esteemed... Uh, uh, colleagues in the press. <laughs> <laughs> Are we their from, colleagues? This comes from CNN, the Cuomo News Network. Okay. It comes from CNN, and this is on... Conspiracy on, News Network. This is on... Conniving News Network. Conundrum. They, they tweeted Not this news. on the Twitters. It says... Consistently not news. (laughs) (laughs) It says, 
If you hoped grocery stores this fall and winter would look like they did in the before times, with limitless options stretching out before you in the snack, drink, candy, and frozen food aisles, get ready for some disappointing news. That was a long gap even on a, on a sped up, but let's break this down, okay? First of all, they call it the before times. Okay, yeah, wait, I was waiting for the disappointing news. Before times is capitalized. As if it's a proper noun. Yeah. Well, the disappointing news, and then they have a picture of an empty ice cream shelf. But the disappointing news, and this is, this is not the actual tweet or article. It's a screen grab of it that I found. But the disappointing news is that there's food shortages coming. And this is their way of telling us that things are not going to be the same as they were in the before times. See, yeah, food, I, I'm kind of like food shortages strike me as something worse than disappointing news. Disappointing news is when you go to go to uh, the movie theater and they don't have any more butter for your popcorn, or like you got there late on a Saturday night and you can't get uh, ice cream for Sunday, and you're right. a faithful well, Sabbath, that's because Sabbath follower. Saturday and you can't is a go. special day. It's the day we get ready for Sunday. That's right. And so that means going and buying ice cream. We wash our clothes. We do our hair. We do our makeup. We put our Sunday clothes on and we hop into bed. <laughs> we have a taxi pick us up so we don't take too many steps. Now the next day. <laughs> now this, this headline or this, this tweet is relevant because right now there are allegedly, apparently many, I don't know if it's into the hundreds of cargo ships sitting idly into the o- in the ocean doing nothing. Okay, but Bobby, that's that's true, but you you said they were talking about the snack food aisles and the like that sounded like food, not necessarily trinkets from China. Made yeah, by well, slave I think labor. it I think it's all this. I think what we're this is what's happening. Let me give you the big picture cuz not only that we have transportation problems that are definitely not being caused by people You're referring to Southwest walking Airlines walking out on the job. <laughs> Southwest no, Airlines canceling thousands of flights due to the beautiful bad weather outside. Yes, <coughs> you have. We have uh, the, the pri- <coughs> Okay, sorry. We we have we have uh, the inflation like never before, or almost never before. Price of everything is up. Okay. You have uh, vax. Vaccine mandates causing a lot of people to be fired. Okay. Which Joe Biden did some interesting math on that. Maybe we'll get to. Okay. So if you look at the big picture, what you have is the perfect setup for an economic collapse. Does this have anything to do with why you asked me what my favorite prepper website was right before we started? (laughs) That was just a coincidence. (laughs) Okay. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was thinking, this is Okay, this episode is taking an interesting turn. I thought we were going to talk about General Conference. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we could. No, I don't mean to derail you. This, is, there this, is what, this is, happens to be one of Bobby's favorite topics. Well, there was, no, there was no doomsday prepper type talk in General Conference like we used to get. Remember in the 80s and 90s, it was almost like, oh, here we go again on the food storage. Well, we don't want to cause a run on the stores. Right. We did well, see. That's do, why. Do you, do you remember? I'd like to hearken the minds. Sorry, I'm cutting you off, but I want to hearken everybody. I'm, I'm you're okay being it. cut off? <laughs> Take a drink of that Mountain Dew. 
I I am hearkening uh, everyone back to Drink Mountain Dew. last spring when um, not only was there a run on the stores, like a sort of a soft run when everybody was starting to worry about the pandemic, but do you remember there was an earthquake? Right. Do you remember that this earthquake in yanked, Salt Lake City yanked the trumpet out of the hands and mouth of the angel Moroni on the Salt Lake Temple? I just want to point that oh, out i i remember that I remember well that. and and do you remember it was a rainy day and do you remember driving down past costco and the line outside of costco stretched all the way around in the rain in spite of the the dangerous pandemic that was uh, killing people what, left and right what do you see behind me jordan <clears throat> crane, he cranes his head over to the side <laughs> kirtland signature bath tissue Charmin, ultra strong there's two different there's some yeah, is that, there's, there's some paper products back yeah, there. There's a, there. We we uh, we're actually transmitting from a bunker we, at uh, an undisclosed location. We, I I I don't I didn't go out. I don't think I went to Costco that day, but I think maybe my significant other did, and has sort of <laughs> and since then has kind of kept up on you know certain if, things. If that you're were, not the one that does the shopping in your household, just go downstairs, take a look around, and see if you've got any extra paper products. Well, and every now and again, and recently more often than every now and again, I kind of take an inventory of what I've got stored away, and and there's a few there's a few holds that I would like to fill. For example, just recently I ordered a heavy duty can opener. Really, yeah. but is your World of Warcraft subscription paid up in advance? Because the the electronic no. payment systems could get shut off. You know, it's uh, mine. I just mine just lapsed. Because the game and the company that creates that game is a, is a disaster, but that's not that's okay. not really uh, the scope of our uh, our audience. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, but, we, we're not doing a gamer pot. Maybe we should expand. Like we well, should we do talked some, about some games. We could do a little market research here with the listeners. Do we need to expand in different into different uh, areas? Like maybe pop culture a little bit more. Like uh, say the latest rap music coming out or what is it the youngsters the young whippersnappers are listening to these well, days I, you know i mean we need we need listeners you, you guys need to market this podcast more i spend a lot of time with teenage boys because of my uh you need to qualify that really quickly uh, i am a sports coach <laughs> okay <laughs> and in today's and political climate <laughs> and the, the, i hate from, to say that from what but i've not, gathered really funny. the music that they like or purport to like is really really bad it's like and i'm not just saying like I was, i'm an old timer and like oh anything before 1990 is the only good music no like I, I appreciate a lot of the new music today but there's like stuff they like that is classified as mumble rap where it's just what you'd think it is it's it's just because occasionally you know we'll let them throw their phones onto the Bluetooth speaker when we have music. Oh, yeah? As long as they... We always have to say, you got to give us the clean versions because, oh, yeah, yeah, coach, everything on my phone is totally clean. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean... But the music's just bad. It's this heavy bass, like, it's just... It's not... In my opinion, it's not... Look, I can appreciate some rap. It's not my first go-to or hip-hop stuff like Stop. that. But I, I can... Collaborate I can listen. appreciate... Dun, 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 dun. I can appreciate and tell the difference between... Like quality that and not vanilla quality. ice, by the way. Oh, I know. Do you want to do a little Beastie Boys? See, like the Beastie Boys, that was some good quality rap. Like they they knew what they were doing. Anyway, I don't. 
I don't think a lot of teenagers are listening to our show. If you're uh, a teenager, please comment on the website. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that a couple of teenagers have played a big part in this show, both with our intro to music and our logo. That's right. It's very creative youngsters there. Yeah. I do have hope for the world in a, in a, in a certain way. Speaking of video games and the surveillance state, because um, we were talking about the surveillance state, right? We were talking about the supply chain. Right. We got we got to get back to the supply chain. I'm going to remember the tangent. Amazon, Amazon, the the conglomerate Amazon has a game studio, Amazon Game Studio. Oh, really? They're and they just they're, uh, a couple of weeks ago launched their first title. Okay. Which I'm I am playing, and in the back of my mind, it's a pretty decent game. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is this just a massive like data sieve? You know. See, just this thing does this suck all of my data and is that is have you ever read the, the yeah is the does the end user license allow them to just know everything on your computer does it say like and, think and I, we have a do you think i really read that in one of the Catherine austin fitz interviews that we linked last week she mentioned that there was a documentary or something done about end user licenses that yeah. said if you read every end user license that you were presented with or every set of terms and conditions you would spend three months out of the year reading them? Yeah, there's no way. Nobody ever reads any of those. And I'm sure that these companies... They love that. Just bury all kinds. They, they, they make sure that they'll never be held liable for anything and can do anything that they want. With the, There was one a, a few years ago where Instagram tried to say that the photos you post, we can take and use in our advertising with no compensation or credit to you. And actually, people got upset about that, and they backed off of it from it. Hmm. But who knows what they still have written in their right. user agreement because no one ever reads that stuff. But the supply chain, the supply chain. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so CNN says there's going to be food shortages, not just shortages of things coming from China because your food's not necessarily coming from China, although a lot of food is coming from out of the country. That is, that is something that we need to understand. Statistically, and I remember this, I'm pretty confident in this, so I'm, I'm guessing we could find the source somewhere. But uh, statistically, my understanding is that your food, before it hits your dinner table, is shipped on average 1,500 miles. Right. Think about that. Well, I, I would guess if you looked into the fridge and freezers of most Americans, or a typical random American... Most of their stuff in their freezer, you'd have like packaged chicken, you know, Tyson products or some other brand, right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have chicken from down the street at the farm that you helped pluck and kill and chase around with its head. Or your brother-in-law's house, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, same, with, same with that. milk. Same with milk. Milk, who knows where your milk comes from. Cheese is the same way. Um, you know, and those are kind of the staples, right? Dairy, meat, bread. When you say looking inside someone's fridge, I'm thinking of all the movies I've seen where you open up the, per the open person opens up their fridge and there's just moldy stuff in there. Right. Is that how most of America lives? Is it there's just a bunch of crap leftovers and they got to go to the store? Maybe they did before in the before last times. year. In the before time. <laughs> That's... That was what you were trying to get a rise out of me with was the before times. Well, it's such a stupid thing. 
But that's what we're going to have to call it from now on. Well, I because I, I don't want to say pre-COVID. How often? I I, I'm a, not going to say pre-COVID. I had a couple conversations yesterday with with neighbors and friends where the conversation gets to a point where you're trying to refer to the before times, and people do it in different ways. You know, before COVID, they'll say or. And then, and then COVID happened. How many times have you heard that in normal conversations? Yeah, we were going to do this and this and this and this, and then COVID happened. Or well, before COVID Maybe happened, now, now that the scholars, the, the group think brain-damaged academia people uh, changed the whole BC to BCE. Remember, it used to be before Christ, and now mm-hmm. it's before Common Era. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can just repurpose BC to be before COVID. So... Does that mean we're one BC? Does that mean we're one in, BC is twenty nineteen? Does yeah? Does that mean we're in one? Are we AC. after COVID yet? It's B- ACBC. I think AC, that we could start a band. <laughs> I think right now we're in the <laughs> it would we're be in a parody DC. Band. We're in DC. It's during COVID. No, it's. <laughs> I want to do AC after COVID. But are we after? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know but no, people don't believe that, but I'm saying I'm, I'm going by the standards of COVID like CNN. Would, right. Yeah. By CNN standards. Yeah. We're, uh, what just, would we call it? By the way, if you got your vaccination, you could probably maybe go trick or treating this Halloween, perhaps. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was, that was, uh, Anthony Fauci's, uh, strong arm brother. <laughs> who's related to the guy that works for Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> but I think, yeah, have, any, I, I'd be curious to know, do have any of our listeners, and I bet the answer is yes among our listeners, have any of you gone to a local farm to buy meat or eggs or anything like that? Yeah, I have some family members that used to own a share in a milk cow, mm-hmm. and that ended fairly soon because they had to actually go milk it every day. Right, like once it's hard a, work once a day out of the two milkings. Yeah, but they would bring home, you know, the fresh milk. Uh, we used to milk goats. We used to do a goat project. Um, raw milk is kind of interesting. It's a little bit of an acquired taste, and once you get used to it, it's pretty good. Yeah, but, thought, but you're not supposed to drink that though. It's a lot the, of work. The experts tell you not to drink it. And I'm just okay. Just the experts. Yeah, farm eggs are um, amazingly different. Yeah, it takes they it, are different. Like like that food. If you've never had it, the food is so rich and so different than the stuff we get that's mass produced that it takes time to actually acclimate to it. Like I, you know, thinking of those uh, rich homegrown eggs like a lot some of you probably have people in the neighborhood that do chickens or you do chickens you know you feed them those omega-3 feeds and they produce these really rich colored eggs Mm -hmm. it's almost too much you actually literally have to like i guess you can do the whole thing where you just jump into the cold water and just get used to it or or you sort of have to slide in because i at least i do i you know it's almost too much fresh farm eggs are good have you ever wondered why the how or why the eggs you buy from the grocery store are all exactly the same size and exactly the same level of perfect whiteness? No, because I know that there's a there's one chicken out there that just rapid fire produces all these eggs. The it's eggs, the same chicken. Farm eggs are varying shades of color. They're different sizes. They're they're not like what you buy from the from the store. Oh yeah. Same with the difference between like store bought 
meat and you know fresh wild game organic wild game fresh off the bone yeah field the table field the fork <laughs> there's a whole you know there's a whole movement out there a whole kind of subculture of field the fork people that really get into wild game of all kinds probably the most famous of this is a uh, meat eater steven ranella he has a show on amazon and youtube and he goes around the world hunting different things and then they cook it in a really like you know is that his good uh, way. name uh meat eater yeah that's the name of the show and if you're vegetarian well you probably won't like the show oh because it's called meat eater meat eater People like to live vicariously through others, so maybe they might enjoy the show. Like I don't, I don't do that. But this is this is fascinating. Look at the man. Well, uh, trigger warning. Okay, he does shoot and kill animals on the show. Oh, so they don't have the whole no animals were harmed during the filming of this. No, no, they they're hunters. Oh, and they actually actually film. Mm-hmm. Wow. He hasn't even has videos of how to process in the field. You know, cut an animal. And this is up. on Amazon. Yeah, in YouTube. Amazon allows it. Apparently. Wow. Hey, the Amazon likes money. Okay. I think they like control. I think they want everyone to do everything through their... Right. Yeah. So the supply chain... Okay, so... Is, is messed up. Hold on a second. Let's go, Brandon. There was a There's no need for that kind of profanity on the yeah, show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon has really caught on though. We yeah. mentioned it last week. Yeah, we're going to title this episode "Let's Go, Brandon." By the way, because to borrow a phrase from another well-known um, media craze, everything is awesome. Everything, everything is cool is awesome. when you're pos- part of a team. Yeah. <laughs> everything is cool when you're part of the team. Everything is awesome. This is the Lego movie? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what did you want to say about the before times and the supply chain? Well, I just think it's odd that, as the media often does, they're seeding us with ideas, right? The vaccine is safe and effective. Stay home, stay safe. You know, more of that entrainment. And now CNN is saying, hey, your junk food aisles are going to be empty. But I don't think they're saying that. I think they're saying your food aisles are going to be empty because this has already happened in, in the right. United Kingdom. Right. So I, I think the stage is being set for a pretty significant economic Problem. disaster. Okay, so now, I, I, are me, they saying that? Uh, that there's, there's a question there. Uh, the, the way they put it so tongue-in-cheek, you know, like, how, read that again. What did they say? Yeah. It w- I do it want to say of... also that there's a little bit of a disclaimer, not a disclaimer, but I think I might have accidentally swallowed a black pill recently because I'm feeling fairly pessimistic about the future of America right now. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> well, I was worried about you for a minute there. I was like, what black pill? Oh, it was a metaphorical black pill. Well, you know, that the black pill is you have the red pill and the blue pill. Right, the blue pill keeps you. Yeah, asleep. I'm tracking with you. It was the matrix analogy, but you carried it into a different color. Yeah, so the that the, got the, me the, sideways. And and the black pill is sort of the we're all doomed point of view. The red pill wakes you up. I thought right? that was the red pill. <laughs> the red pill wakes you up to the realities, right? I thought that was the pill you're talking well, about. Oftentimes, <laughs> the red pill can lead to the black pill. Okay. <laughs> all right, here's CNN again. Okay. 
If you hoped grocery stores this fall and winter would look like they did in the before times, let, let me interject right there. If you who who's hoping that that's just something that people expect. yeah. So this is what you expect. This that. is this is certainly not news out there telling us what's what's they're pre they're like this is predictive programming. They're telling us what's going to happen because right. nobody is thinking. Oh, if you hoped, no, none of the people right. that listen to CNN have a clue. Well, hold it. Did I just say that? No, <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a statement on its own. That's factual. Those people are not <laughs> thinking ahead to the stores being empty, right? They're waiting for CNN to tell them something, and that's right. what CNN is telling them. Right. I'm so, yelling now. You're so turning my levels down. When you when you go to the grocery store, there's not. You don't go saying, "I hope that there's stuff at the store." You might say, "I hope they have. I hope they have Dr Pepper cream soda zero because last time they were out of it." Yeah, because th that's not like who, that's, who's doing the shopping in your family. Right. Go go talk to them. Are they there? Going hmm. I'm. I mean, are you really there thinking? Oh, I wonder. I probably won't be able to get this next week. If everybody thought what CNN just put out, the store shelves would be empty. Well, that's what they're, they're going to cause a they're, panic. They're trying to do that. They're trying to just like in you know March 2020, they caused caused a run they, on the stores. Yeah, they by caused saying a run on toilet paper and by water. Saying that the store shelves are empty, and they posted pictures of empty paper product shelves. It was a self fulfilling prophecy because I remember going to the grocery store during that time the the cataclysm if we have the before times we have to have the during time the, the during has to have a name and maybe the cataclysm so you have bc dt and ac <laughs> anyway let me finish the statement I'll we do have over. an acronym -based if you society. hoped grocery stores like a totally normal person always hopes grocery stores this fall and winter would look like they did in the before times with limitless options stretching out before you in the snack, drink, candy, and frozen food aisles. See, they mentioned frozen food, so I'm not... Get ready not for some disappointing foods. news. So I, I also, I, this is an incredible statement. It's just loaded with stuff. So No, I think, you, were found never, an, I think were, you found an important thing here. I, I want to say that. I do, Bobby's right. This is, this is right here. This is a really important thing that he's happened upon on Twitter. There were never limitless options. There were always a finite number of options. Now, there was a lot of options, depending on what you were buying. But And, and there's always a, an ebb and flow of supply. How many times have you gone to the store wanting to get Dr. Pepper with cream soda, and they didn't have it? Because you realize that the, shipment, the new shipment comes in tomorrow, and it's a real popular thing, and you just missed out. Or whatever your favorite thing is. Like that happens, right? But what you don't expect is for that to happen with full sections of the store. Right. That, which is what they're seeding here. No, this has been in the news, the alternate news, quite a bit in the last several months, the supply chain disruptions. There are lots of reports coming in from people around the country that uh, things they would re regularly expect to be in stock are not. I'll bet you've all, whoever's doing the shopping in your family's probably noticed that. Well, and they've also noticed that the price of everything has gone up significantly. Right. Milk, cheese, bread, meat, candy, fast food, frozen food. It's all, the, 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 the prices have all gone up. We could probably look up data, but I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this we'll is, link to something. This is well documented. There's a point where you throw your arms up in the air and you say to people, just do your own research. Come on, just go look for it somewhere else. Well, there's sometimes, 
I get that on Twitter once in a while. You're going to have to provide a link to some authoritative data sources on that claim. And if I respond at all, sometimes I'll link it to them. But most of the time, I'll just say, I am not your secretary. <laughs> we, we try to put a lot of sources up on the website. And I'll, I'll guess I'll have to find some uh, supply chain inflation links. But this is, this is a real thing. I think, I think the Let's Go Brandon moment it was really important because essentially, and if you didn't watch that, it's on on episode forty three. You had the they're at Talladega, and what what network was it? NBC. I actually don't. I don't remember. I don't even know could, if it even matters. But the, this this racer named Brandon. Yeah, he's won the race, and he's there in the winner's circle or whatever with the info babe color commenter. I mean, come on, NASCAR. It's a girl. She loves NASCAR, of course. Sure. And she's there commenting. Now, here's the thing. Everyone needs to realize she's got an earpiece in her ear because most of the commentary I've seen on this says that she just off the cuff decided or maybe misheard the crowd that was chanting F-U-C-K Joe Biden, but they weren't spelling it out. Right. They were saying it. And, Which and it, become... it sounds like it sounds like this. Truck Joe Biden without the T part and the it, R part I th- of the start. I think they get it. I think the R audience. Can... <laughs> Joe Biden. But here's the okay. thing. That chant has caught on everywhere, particularly at sporting events all over the country. And I think it's a way, it's sort of this primal two minutes of hate type thing to say, we're here at this crowded football game, no masks. We don't care about your crap that you're, you know, your propaganda. We're, we're yeah. ignoring it. And it's just become this catchy because he's got that easy name to chant. Right. Like it goes right with the cadence. <laughs> just, yeah, it's got the cadence. And it's become sort of this 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 chant. It's a way this, to rebel. This rally cry. Yeah, it's a rallying cry. But see, now I think that the let's go Brandon is going to catch on maybe even more because it means a lot of people like it because it means F. Joe Biden, right? It means that, but it doesn't mean that. It means more than that. It. it this is like if it, you've read Ad, if you've read Atlas Shrugged. This is the new Who is John Galt. I really think this is going to catch on. I'm I'm willing to say it because number one, you don't have to shout the profanity. But remember back to the when it where this phrase originates is at Talladega. The the ladies interviewing Brandon. She's got an earpiece in her ear. He's the winner. There. She's he's ecstatic. He's not paying any attention. The crowd's chanting F. Joe Biden. And they're talking, and then it, they pause, and they, it's as if they paused to listen to what the crowd was saying. And the crowd—now, you could argue, like, if you really don't want to hear it, if you really believe there are five lights, not four lights, okay, if, if you believe two plus two equals five or whatever, if, if you're willing to take that, yeah, I could see some people saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they, they said, they were saying, let's go, Brandon. But there's a very clear moment. This is the—it's the most—go back to episode 43. I'm not going to link it on this page because you guys can go back one page and check it out on the previous page. You've probably seen it. You've probably seen it. But there's this moment where there's a, she allows this clear cadence to, to be said, F. Joe Biden. And I don't think she heard it very well because I think her producers in her ear were saying, say that they're saying, let's go, Brandon. They're saying, let's go, Brandon. And then she kind of, oh, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. What do you think of that? Like she had right. to comment on it, but it was so obvious. It was. It, there's a moment in the book, Atlas Shrugged, where they finally find John Galt. I liked Atlas Shrugged, by the way. I don't, you read it, right? Mm-hmm. 
I, I liked it. It's not, I wouldn't say it's the gospel truth, okay? There's a lot of really um, it's, yeah, strict meritocracy think, type of stuff in it. I think it's a great introduction to the whole idea of the, the, the problems or the potential pitfalls of government intervention and government. When the government gets to decide, decide who is essential and non-essential. Yeah, that's, that's true. I didn't, I'm not, I wouldn't a call myself, bit of a lib- a, I'm not a Randian. It, right. People call it a libertarian uh, manifesto or whatever, but yeah, I'm, I'm saying that. That's a good way to put it. I'm not a Randian either, I am, I but am, I thought it was a good book. I am more of a, of a, of a, uh, but I'm not a Randian. Okay. And I'm more of a Ron Paul than, Ron, 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 Ron Paulian Paulian than, than a Rand Paulian. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, <laughs> Sort that one out. Is Rand Paul named after Ayn Rand? Uh, that is a likelihood, I think. Could be. But, okay, what I was saying is that Atlas Shrugged is a good book. It's interesting to think about. And, that, and you ought to think about it and go, okay, how, do, did she go too far here? Did she go too far there or not? And what is she trying to really say? And what would be a good society? And where in the heck is Galt's Gulch? And who is John Galt? Those are good questions. But... There's a point where they finally catch John Galt, and they, they assume that he's going to fix their society for them. And they put him up in front of everybody. He's offered to do it, but they only because they have a gun in his side, right? Right. And this is like that moment in the, in the book where on national television, live national television, he gets up there. Everybody says he's going to fix the problem. And all he does is, at the ro- appropriate moment, step to the side and expose the man holding the gun in his uh, chest and everyone, <gasps> it's that, Can I, I need to try that gasp again. Can you do a more dramatic gasp? It's where, it's where people are supposed to go, <gasps> oh, things are not as they seem. That's what Let's Go Brandon means. And that's why I think it's so powerful. I hope it catches on because that well, there's a, the world is not what you think it is. And, and that's why we look at the CNN supply chain thing and we go, they're doing something here. And are people, what, what are the masses going to do? That's the big question. Right. Yeah, we'll see if there's run, uh, runs you know, on grocery stores. By the way, inflation is basically as high as it's ever been in the last 25 years. The, month the on- over month, year over year. The only other time period that, rivals inflation now was the 2008 crash you know crisis right before the crisis or right after because that was a deflationary event well you have this giant spike in inflation followed by a giant deflation see that oh are these according to the um this is the the fed's numbers this is a website called tradingeconomics.com which i just found via search I'll put a link up to a, a but yeah, site it's that I like. based on probably Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics. Yeah, there, there are people, there's a guy named John Williams that tracks the uh, inflation numbers based on the... The guy that does the Star Wars music? No. Oh. Actually, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, he runs this website called Shadow Stats, and his big thing is he tracks the inflation trends based on prior uh, prior equations, prior models that the government used to use back in the 2010s, right. 1990s, and 1980s, because they keep changing the model to make right. the inflation look lower. So he, he has it at like 10%. Well, 
another twenty percent. Another interesting thing about the current situation is that the rise in inflation has happened very quickly, from a fairly normal kind of bouncing along, and then twenty 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 one, it just skyrockets. Right, and, there, and there's some people want to attribute that to the government stimulus. Other people want to attribute it to shortages in the supply chain. And that's a really good question. If we could figure that out, maybe we could be rich in the future if we could figure out which way this trend is heading. But it's almost like things are moving so fast and, and we, you know, we're, we're never really going to be able to figure it out. So you just kind of have to hold on to your hat, buckle your seatbelt, as they say, and hang on for the ride. Right. <laughs> just try to survive it. Which the ride just really hurts regular people. It hurts what? the pocketbook. It hurts, right. yeah. They can't get the things they wanted. They they worry. Then you you know if if you if you start to think that your currency is going to devalue, then the runs aren't caused because you don't think you can get the because you think there's going to be a shortage. They're caused because you don't think your currency is going to be worth anything. So you've got to spend it as fast as possible. Right. So we live in a strange. Which I saw time something. Here. You know this. So. Here, here's more of my big picture. So we're setting up for a big disaster, a collapse, a catastrophe, a, a, uh, a something that would really that would maybe would would reset the before times counter. <laughs> but, so we, it would be a different event where we'd have to start re yeah we say no, no, no the, our the COVID was nothing. This is the real before times. Yeah. Anyway, no, I, you, I think you might be right, but and I think one of the reasons for that. Did you want that graph again? You're gonna have to send me the link to that. Don't worry about it. We'll get it later. We'll find a good inflation chart for you. But I think one of the reasons for that is, again, zoom out and you look at the forces, the people, the organizations, the institutions that are trying to reset our society. Maybe even, you know, greatly, greatly reset the society. (laughs) Directly reset. And this is something we've talked about, the Great Reset, and Catherine Austin Fitz calls it, calls the Great Reset just part of the, what does she call it? The, the going direct the reset. The going direct reset. Yeah. And currency, currency control, I think, is the linchpin to the whole thing. If they can, if they can el- basically eliminate money, you know, what we know of today as money, dollars and whatever you, know, you have in your country, and replace it with a global digital currency, then they control everything at that point, literally everything. And, and I saw uh, uh, a part of an article that said that they could penalize people for not spending their money quick enough. Like they would basically eliminate savings. Like this digital currency would expire, you know, kind of like these government budgets, like spend it, use or it, or lose it. it. Yeah. And that's built that. into the China has been doing the digital currency thing, and that is actually built into it. Right, they could do that, uh, basically control your your pocketbook, and you'd get your monthly allowance. You know, we've we've marketed that as uh, universal basic income, right? UBI. You get your allowance, and they can control what you buy. They could say, you know, that's off limits or you, you don't have enough behavior points to buy Ben and Jerry's ice cream today. Sorry. You need to go and do more service hours or you're too fat to buy Ben and Jerry's today. You can buy some celery. They could 
dock you or lock your account based on who you vote for. And of course, by then, there will be nobody to vote for. It'll all just be selections, even more so than they are now. They'll say it's a vote. Well, sure, right? But this digital currency is the linchpin to everything, and I think that's what they're setting up for. They've successfully or near successfully destroy trust in every other institution in the, in the United States and really throughout the world. Do you trust your government? Do you trust your hospital? Do you trust your church? Do you trust the news? Do you trust the big tech companies? Do you trust entertainment industry? Probably you don't if you're listening to this website. The only thing that still has any semblance of normalcy is like, oh, the I'm mind I virus s- podcast is <laughs> yeah. what you're going to say, right? Right. That's the normalcy. No, the only <laughs> one of the one of the few things left that works as intended as we still thought was going to the grocery store and buying what we need. And now CNN is saying, if you hope for that, you're in for a disappointment. The fact that they're pre-messaging it—that's that's quite ominous. That's that's amazing because yeah, that I I would have to say I I haven't been to the store, but. Not recently. I go to the store at least once a week. Okay, so you've been recently. In the local store, did it look like we were in dire straits? No. Because remember, last year it looked like we were in dire straits, and you could still get some of the basics, but it looked it looked for a few uh, days. tenuous. For, for a few days. Yeah, for a few days there, it looked tenuous. Like, oh, are we going to like but fall off the cliff into the of, apocalypse here? There's still plenty of stuff. I saw a funny picture a few weeks ago. The hurricane came through Louisiana. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And of course, those always cause a run on yeah. the stores, right? And I saw a picture. It showed, the, it showed a chip aisle, you know, potato chips. They're all gone? They're all gone except for one variety. And it's, I don't remember if it was Lay's or who did this. But it's the one everybody hates. It had, <laughs> but it had a picture of Anthony Davis on there. They've got this series. <laughs> Anthony Davis. They've got this series going on I'm of like, they have NBA basketball players on the bags of chips and Anthony oh, Davis. Oh, okay, yeah, he looks like one of those Sumerian king guys. Right, but here's the the kicker is that he used to play in New Orleans and he left to go play for the Lakers. So oh, so that was in, the problem is they hate him there. They hate him so much that they'd rather starve <laughs> than buy a bag of chips with his face on it. It was I'll see if I can find it. It was it was beautiful. Oh, that's funny because that's yeah. But the rest of the shelf was empty, and then right there is a couple of bags of Anthony Davis chips. <laughs> In the apocalypse, I had to eat the Anthony Davis chips. It got, oh, real, it got be- real bad. Before COVID, I didn't have to eat these. In the so, before times. Do you remember the before times? Yeah. But we I didn't think, have to eat the Anthony think, Davis chips. I do think it's that there is, we will always think of this in sort of a before times, and I'm worried that not too much more time is going to pass and we won't even remember what it's like to be able to think and act and speak freely on this trajectory that we're on. And I think the currency, the currency is the linchpin. The currency ends everything. If they can control, create a digital global gov coin or whatever you want to call it. Black markets always emerge. Well, sure. You'll have a labor market in the sense of, you know, a barter market. Well, but you, but black markets tend to find um, a currency, like cigarettes in a prison. Right. Okay. But those, but cigarettes, yeah, cigarettes are going to be really hard to get in the GovCoin era because they'll, they'll limit the supply. 
Oh yeah. Well, that's why all the all the preppers like this survival blog, which we're going to link to, their plan is to use pre nineteen sixty five silver coinage. If you're not aware, pri- prior to the year nineteen sixty five, the United States dimes and quarters and fifty cent pieces all had ninety percent silver. So they they have an intrinsic value, and then they uh, people began to hoard them and mm-hmm. save them when they were taken out of circulation. So there's a ton of them out there in people's vaults and basements and right. h- hiding away. And the prepper community is sort of planning on using that because right now, uh, let's see, uh, uh, 10 dimes would be worth roughly two bucks, I think, is how that works. Okay. Because if you're, yeah. you're buying... Uh, 10 pre-1965 dimes. Let, let me do a little math here for... I also think while he's doing that math, I think that it's also going to be valuable to have some practical skills. You know, your degree in digital marketing is not going to be very useful unless you know how to fish, hunt, build a fire, repair something. Something that you can do, trade your labor for some food. Or so grow, I was off, or how about just growing once your again own food? this is this is generally my problem is being off by a, a factor of ten ten times is worth twenty bucks. You could work for the New York Times by being off by a factor of ten. I know or I would more. make a really good uh, government employee and New York Times journalist. said that there were more than nine hundred thousand childhood covid deaths covid hospitalizations. The real number was like sixty thousand. They were off by a lot, right? And those and were the, the remember correction. those those were the those were the hospitalizations where they had false positive PCR tests. It doesn't mean well, they sure, they right. were in the hospital right. and they were te- they test people in the hospital every three days. You got to remember, yeah. So right now you can buy uh, ten dimes for twenty bucks. Ten pre nineteen sixty five dimes. Yeah, ten ninety percent silver dimes. So that's a dollar. The the so way it's, that it's calculated is per dollar face, right? So you can spend twenty dollars to get one dollar. One dollar minted before nineteen sixty-five. Sure. Right. Did you hear about the trillion-dollar coin they were going to mint? Yeah, that's so another that, that's, tangent that, that's interesting. That's come up before, didn't? They, didn't Obama uh, talk about doing that as well? That's, that, that, that's, coin, coinage is an interesting thing, right? Because the idea is you're supposed to. Well, the, you want to have something that has intrinsic value, and precious metals have had intrinsic value. But the government, because the Republicans weren't going to allow them to raise the debt ceiling, they the Democrats that run the executive branch were postulating with the idea that they would just mint a coin with a face value of a trillion dollars, as if so that they didn't have to the borrow it. the number on it would give it value. <laughs> That's why coins originated. No, but that's the technical as, right. They but, would put it on in the bank. Right. Some oh, bank yeah. would give them money for it and. Yeah. Then they could borrow against it or whatever. That that was a. But the whole reason coins were ever valuable in the first place is because they were they were a certain weight, yeah. of a intrinsically valuable resource, mm-hmm. limited resource like gold or silver. Right, and so then you're you would es- essentially be equating or or deciding, uh, how much a loaf of bread was worth in silver. That's why we would use silver because gold is a little bit too hard to divide. And silver, you know, a, a dime for a loaf of bread. Yeah. So if if a if it's a two dollar dime, which is what I'm saying right now, today's value, it's approximately a two dollar dime. What's a loaf of bread cost? A buck and a half? More than that. Two bucks? We buy the cheap bread in my house. Uh, you're looking at even the cheap stuff's probably three dollars right now. You're kidding. Three to five dollars. 
for for Brad right really? now. Really? At least if I gotta I'm call my wife right. and tell her not to go to the store today. We gotta like have a <laughs> some sort of a str- strategy why, meeting before we go bankrupt. Why stop at trillion? Why don't they just print a hundred trillion dollar coin? Well, yeah. Why don't they just print an infinity coin? Well, that's what. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> this coin always has money on it. <laughs> it's a platinum coin. Yeah, they were bragging about how they already mint platinum, and so all they'd have to do is, is, and they have the in-house stuff to to make the die, right? So they'd all they'd have to do is form the die, uh, sculpt the die, and then mint the coin, and then bam, we've got a trillion dollar coin, and we just printed a trillion dollars, and now we can spend it. If it works that easily, then I'm going to buy a 3D printer and become a trillionaire. Tr-tr-tr-trillion. That's yeah. lots of trillions. But the problem is the laws on the book give the monopoly to different people than you. That would be illegal. They would throw you in jail for doing that. Meanwhile, they would well, I'll just high bail five my, each... I'll just bail myself out of jail and then buy the jail with <laughs> my trillion-dollar coin. They would high-five each other. <laughs> They're high-fiving each other on the way to the bank. They're throwing you in jail. There's a history of this. You know, there's a guy that uh, was trying to do a new currency, and uh, he called it the Liberty Dollar, and got thrown in jail for it. So you got to be there careful. There was a guy last summer you might have heard of who was trying to spend a counterfeit twenty dollar bill at a gas station, and got the call- cops called on him, and then all hell broke loose. Was his name? Did his name end with Oid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you probably did. Heard it of start him. with George Fla. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, counterfeiting gets it causes problems if you're not the right one. If you're not uh, part of the crowd that gets to counterfeit, right? Just like insider trading. Yeah. If we tried that, you get in trouble. You get in trouble when if, they do it. If we were in Congress and we tried that, we get a promotion. If you're a, a member of the Federal Reserve Board governors and you do that, you may have to resign two or three years later. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So, but but back to the gold and silver. For a loaf of bread, the idea is that that a dime, traditionally, if if you look at where it's been, that think of a dime. It's really lightweight. About that much silver was worth a loaf of bread, or maybe two of them. You know, one and a half of them. Right. That was what a loaf of bread was worth. So a really nice loaf of bread was worth two, something like that, or or a dozen eggs maybe is worth a dime. Eggs are still cheap. Fish. Yeah. Because that one chicken is still laying yeah. those eggs, right? Those, all, all of them, the ones that are the same size and color. Cheese is expensive. Milk is expensive. Meat is expensive. Meat is really expensive. I'm starting to see a lot of items in our fridge that have this little yellow sticker on it that says "Manager's Special." Right? Does that mean that it's old milk? Uh, it's, it's drinkable, right? Yeah. They just needed to get it out. They I mean, just, at I the think... rate at the rate that the uh, the crowd of people at my house drinks the milk. I can understand that that makes sense. I think sometimes, like, the grocery stores can't sell things beyond their dates, right? Their posted dates, their yeah. stamped dates, and so they got to get rid of them. So I know the grocery stores don't end up donating a lot of old, quote, old food to, like, food pantries and things like that. And the food's fine to eat. If you're poor. <laughs> right. Because if you're not poor, it's not good. There's a local food pantry I've done some volunteer work at because I'm very virtuous. <laughs> but no, really. We... I'm laughing because I know Bobby personally, <laughs> not just not because he said something funny. <laughs> okay. And I was surprised how much of that food comes from 
grocery stores just getting rid of you know quote expired stuff okay and some of it really is i one of the jobs i had was to go and sort the good expired stuff from the really expired stuff we have some really cool friends that are involved in that type of thing right but they don't signal their virtue (laughs) well well then they must not be (laughs) virtuous not be virtuous so anyway i think we're getting i think we're look like that I was said, the topic today. Let's be serious and talk about the topic. Well, I'm generally supply chain disruption. I'm generally a fairly optimistic person, but I'm like I said, I think I accidentally swallowed a black pill, and I think we're living through the the fall of Western civilization. Look at Australia, New Zealand. Look at parts of Europe, but at the same time, you have massive protests. There's been protests for like 40 straight days in France, Italy, even in Australia. No, there hasn't. <laughs> right. Right. Now you certainly have, not news. Did you not have tell me the first significant about those protests. See those. I, I'm kind of of the mindset that a, a big protest in the streets, while it looks great and it gets some press coverage if it's for the right cause, doesn't actually do anything. The guys in the ivory tower can go, oh yeah, whatever, and they carry on. Here in the United States, we might be seeing the first actual effective form of protest and that's labor strikes and i thought that was caused by bad weather bad weather strikes lightning strikes okay fill everybody in on this news well apparently i say apparently because the the information is all sort of opaque let's go brandon you see that's where we're at it's like let's go brandon but so what, what what what's the truth of this? Southwest Southwest Airlines over the last several days, and again today's Monday, October eleventh. So it, it's I think I first started seeing news about this around Friday, Thursday maybe Friday. But over the weekend, Southwest Airlines had to cancel thousands of flights, like and, up and to two thousand flights. Was it Southwest because they made a big deal about mandating the vaccine for their employees? Is that why the, and them and not other airlines? Because they sort of like pushed the issue. I don't know. I don't know if it started with the interesting thing is it's the, the the pilots and the air traffic control unions are the ones I think that are driving this, which is surprising because unions usually get in line with, you know, whatever the government tells them to do. Yeah, but in, a lot of times they want to protect their power. They're like, well, you can't just change the game on us. That's right. what the, that was their excuse here is like we didn't agree to. But see, do air, this. air traffic controllers. I have a little teeny bit of like fourth hand insight into that job. And it's a stressful. Fourth hand? Yeah. I know somebody who knows somebody who's okay. knows somebody whose dad is it was. Oh, okay. In that line of work kind of a thing. Okay. And I know somebody I, whose dad was a pilot. What I understand is that it's an extremely stressful job, which is uh parodied briefly in a nineteen eighty something movie called Oh, it's got John Candy. What is it called? <laughs> I'm going to look it up. But John Candy plays an air, tra- air traffic controller, and he's really stressed. So his his boss makes him take a vacation, and they go to this beach house, and you know hilarity ensues, as you'd expect from John Candy. Rest in peace. Summer, summer Rental. That's it. 1985. It gets a 6.3 on IMDb. Uh, That's fair. One of our podcast listeners told me one time it was a good idea not to watch shows that have less than five on IMDb. The Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, Disney put out a documentary called Fauci, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes turned off the user (laughs) reviews. You can't review it. But 
Why air traffic not? controlling apparently is a really stressful Let's job. Let's go, Brandon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think air traffic controllers are really important because they control the traffic in the air, the airport traffic. That you know, when when the pilot says, "Oh, we're number four in line here to take off. It's going to be six hours till we get off this tarmac or or whatever." He's getting info. It's not just like he gets in a line. He's getting info from a guy in the tower that says, "All right, uh, Delta Flight three six eight, you are." good to back away from the tarmac now and get in line and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're, for them to say, we're not showing up to work, that's not like you can just, it's not like a bunch of uh, uh, ditch diggers deciding not to go to work. You can always get more ditch diggers. You can't just always just get more air traffic these controllers. Take, these people take stress all the time, so they must be really stressed. Well, and, and the air traffic controllers tried to go on strike in the 80s with Reagan, and Reagan just fired them or threatened to fire him, and they went back to work. I don't know if that's the same. I don't if know. Are, the same potential. Are air traffic controllers federal employees, or do they work for the airlines? I think they're federal-type employees or okay. federal contractors. Or, well, I th- this all had to do with Southwest Airlines. But, well, I think Southwest Airlines has pilots that are also jumping in and saying, we're not going to fly because we're not free to move about the country. Okay, this is... I think Google's listening to us because I just typed into my computer our air traffic and the first thing it pulls up is controllers federal employees. And you just <laughs> asked that question and here it is. All I did was our air traffic. Well, that's, yeah, that's I am using Google likes to do this. I am using Google Chrome on a notebook that has a both a microphone and a camera that's covered up. I don't think it's reading my lips. Read my lips. So south, so Southwest, it's 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 affected Southwest, I think, because pilots aren't showing up. Yeah, most air, most controllers work for the Federal Aviation Administration. So again, you have pilots are are not something that's just easily replaceable or quickly replaceable. So Southwest airline pilots are refusing to show up to work, and Southwest has had to cancel a bunch of flights because bad weather. Right, because that's why the pilots didn't show up. <laughs> right. So. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, you have this let's go, Brandon moment playing out where this company won't. Look, Southwest is in a tough spot because they're losing business, canceling flights. But they can't say, they can't say well, because our employees are rebelling over the vaccine mandates because then they risk losing their federal contract. Let, let's also, rem- I think it's worth reminding everybody that just because Joe Biden said a few weeks ago that all companies over 100 employees must vaccinate their employees doesn't mean that that has any force behind it. It doesn't exist. There's no law. There's no mandate. There's no anything. OSHA is not involved. There's nothing. It's just Biden's words. And then what's happening? Are They're pe- trying to get the machinery of government to produce those But what's happening is, is restrictions a lot of companies are using that to justify requiring vaccination and saying, it's not us, it's the law now. And of course, it's not the law. So if your company, if you work at a company over 100 employees and they try to do this, you might want to remind them that there's no force of anything behind it. And they, you know, and you can, you can fight it as you will. Um, well, let them, fi- right now you have a better chance. If you get them to fire you right now, you have a really good chance of prevailing in court. Uh, I think Delta, or no, Be- United. Because there is no federal mandate. United fired 600 people. 
Yeah, I'd sue them immediately. And I, I hope those employees are. So this is funny. The, this is the, but the reason I say this is the first real effective kind of protest is because it, it has a, airline cancellations have a trickle down effect. You know, you know, they affect every, they affect everybody they affect down biz- the line. Business in a significant Commerce way. Commerce and business and, and travel. And, yeah. And people um, who can't get to their family, they start to start to think, were they chanting, let's go Brandon? <clears throat> or did they say something different? Right. And, and it could be, it could be the beginning of a massive pushback. I'm afraid it's going to be the beginning of a massive crackdown. Well, here, listen to this. I'll read a little bit of a Ron Paul editorial on the subject. He says, the mainstream media is doing its best to keep a lid on the expanding rebellion against the vaccine mandates. And Southwest Airlines itself is blaming the cancellations on bad weather and lack of air traffic controllers. However, the weather problems that Southwest claims to be experienced seem unique to that carrier. No other airline thus far is reporting such weather-related cancellations. And the FAA spokesman said that no, air, there's no air traffic controller shortage. And then he says this, he asks this question, will other pilots such as at American Airlines follow suit? Rumors are circling that this is only the beginning. He goes on to say, he talks about the uh, nurses and medical workers and first responders. It's funny that it's the nurses and not doctors. You also have yeah, policemen, firefighters are are being yeah. are are standing up against this. And and he, but he says this: the stupidity of adopting a policy of firing healthcare workers, while at the same time claiming that there is a raging pandemic gri- gri- gripping the country, has not been lost on Americans. And I would add to that: let's go, Brandon. Exactly, because there, Ron Paul nails it. And we're going to link to this article. We, we're going to have to link to the Let's Go Brandon video. You won't have to p- go back to the previous podcast. We're not we're your gonna, secretary. We're, I'll, <laughs> even though Bobby doesn't like to do this stuff, I will repeat it we'll put in it, a link. I'll probably just hey, do that's, a YouTube embed. That's part of our so value proposition, it. right? That's right. We, put we make it easy in for one you. Place. We make it easy for you. It's not going to be easy when we get the Omniverse up and running. It's going to be a very demanding curriculum. Yeah. Correlated curriculum. That's right. I'm thinking of all the work we're going to have to do to get that up. <laughs> but look, but yeah, this isn't, it's a, it's a, re, we're, we're living through these incredible moments. And there's been a whole bunch of them since the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, there's been a whole bunch of them throughout, but I think, you know, just go back to say 9-11, right? But during this pandemic period, this during pandemic, there's been, it's like every week there's a new let's go Brandon type moment where the media is telling you something that your eyes and ears disagree with yeah you know like the hospitals are overwhelmed you know our great state of utah the propagandists here are now have an ad running on television of a guy dying of a heart attack not being able to be treated because there's no beds available we have to transfer you a hundred miles away and then the and then the narrator says something like he's dying of covid even though he doesn't have covid because of unvaccinated covid uh, you know unvaccinated covid patients filling up the hospitals where well, our hospitals aren't full. We have the data. We can look at it. We, and it's also just so, it's so disingenuous. It's so dirty. Yeah, and you've got a lot of people doing the media dirty work, parroting the mainstream media out there. You, you texted me a tweet from uh, Jack Posobiec. Yeah. Jack 
everyone just calls him Poso. Poso Posobiec is a he's he's a pretty remarkable, and I, I don't always agree with him or anything, but he has he has sources in the White House. Yeah, he uh, he works with Human Events and the OAN. You've you've heard of them. The omnipotent, the OAN o- ominous. Is, what does it stand for? Something news. It's an uh, alternative. Ominous and news. Alternative news network that often will have like Steve Bannon. I think oh, he has okay. a show. And but anyway, he's he's an interesting guy. He's just constantly on Twitter. But well, anyway, ahead. anyway, he he had commented on the Palmer Report. What's the Palmer Report? I don't I don't know. This I, must be a liberal parrot outlet. Yeah, or Ill, illiberal. Excuse me, a, a statist parrot outlet. The Palmer Report. We could we could look into this. Maybe some listeners will do that for us. Maybe Bobby will do it while I'm talking. But uh, so you don't just have the media, but you have the people, the the zombie apocalypse people, the meaning the zombies in the apocalypse who are parroting the statist media out there that are m- causing the thinking Americans to think, which is probably good. But the problem is they're realizing as we've uh, kind of pointed out linking to Catherine Fitz stuff. And if you've taken the black pill, you're realizing the situation is dire. <laughs> the bad people have gotten a chokehold on our economy. And in a lot of other countries, they've gotten a chokehold on the civil rights of the people, their rights to self-defense, their rights to move freely and stuff. So, so the situation is well advanced. But Helping do the job of the media are all these statists out there. And the Palmer Report makes this comment, which is making people think. And this is relative to the Southwest Airline guys. He says, this attempt by unvaccinated Southwest Airline employees at crippling U.S. air travel is the latest reminder that it's a very short distance from anti-vaxxer to domestic terrorist. Well, that statement right there is alarming it's that's that's uh it's I'm, act- I'm searching for the word Listen, i need to combine the word nefarious alarming outlandish bold brash no, it's it's accurate it's beyond the pale it's completely accurate because the palmer report has built a growing and loyal audience based on the timeliness and accuracy of our political analysts at times we've been so early with our analysis that we've been questioned for it only <laughs> Only to be fully vindicated me. weeks or months later, <coughs> as the Sorry, mainstream media has finally caught up to the story. Ask our longtime readers about our consistent you, track record. Were you saying something, Bobby? <laughs> I'm at the Palmer Report website, and it's a, it's like it's just somebody named Bill Palmer, and the website itself looks like it's it's. So this is a. It statist, looks like a WordPress blog. This is a statist parrot. They, they obviously have some some. You audience. all know you all know statist parrots out there, meaning. Polly want a cracker? But yeah, this is all part of that ongoing narrative that regular people are actually domestic terrorists. Right. So, so you've got the regular people out there going, no, I, I, you can't. It's not right for you to stick a needle in my arm, especially that. Just end of end of conversation right there. It's not right. This is this is where this is where the argument, my body, my choice, should actually (laughs) be said, and. It's not right for you to stick a needle in anybody's arm and make them take something. And it's definitely absurd beyond belief when we're dealing with a seasonal illness that tracks in the same statistical manner as other seasonal illnesses. It only affects the old people in, in a very significant way. And it doesn't matter how deadly it is. It's just you're, you have the right to make that choice. And so for you to say that does not make you a domestic terrorist. To say something like... 
I hold this truth to be self-evident, that I have rights given me by God that are unalienable, that my body is an inviolable thing that I, it's me, it's, I own it, you know, you don't, you don't get to violate it, a lean it, to take, to, to put a lean on it, to put in, to impose restrictions on it, that, I, I, I don't even know what else to say, you're not a domestic terrorist, it's, it's like spousal abuse, you know, people who, whether you're a man or a woman and you're being abused, there's a point where you need to go, yeah, that guy's a jerk, or that girl's a jerk, and I have a right to be, um, happy right <laughs> to be me you know well it's it's, it's incredible. like we're we're, we're it, the spouses it, and we're being abused it's incredible by incredible gaslighting we're yeah. being blamed for this stuff that is, it's like what you're but you're the ones making these accusations just just because we have the right to be happy does not mean that we're going to be happy the world is full of ups right. and downs right it's not like you have a right not to be offended it's not like you have a right to you know just do whatever you want and eat whatever you want with impunity, with no consequences or whatever. It's right. not like you have a right to sleep around and not expect that there will there will be any repercussions. But people have the right to exist peacefully and be left alone. And if that makes you happy, then you have the right to be happy. You have the right not to be uh, bothered in these ways. By the way, we have some breaking breaking news. That we are not breaking, but I'm regurgitating. This okay. just in. Parroting. Kraft Heinz warns shoppers, get used to paying more for food. Okay, so now we're starting to see the warnings coming out that things have changed. Or that, that, that we're going to see shortages or whatever. And this from a few days ago. Global food prices hit fresh decade high. You better keep track of these links and email them to me. These are all, uh, these are all found on... Zero hedge, as you know, is aggregating them. But one yeah, of the only one of the only actual news outlets out there. So we're being told. Listen, the same the same type of people, or even in some cases, the same people, told us that a, a a deadly, I'm doing air quotes, deadly pandemic was coming. Did I send you the link with Fauci talking at some conference in like 2018? He's like, we're going to have to get people to think about these vaccines differently and the flu differently. We're going to have to get vaccines in every arm in America. And there's another guy saying we have to collapse the, se- the system. This is all the same conference. Did I send you that link? I think you might have. Like these guys. You have to dig it up for the listeners. These guys have been preparing for this. Okay. Event 201 was not just a coincidence, right? Having Bill Gates out there giving TED Talks about investing in vaccines is not coincidence. Having movies about pandemics was not coincidence. Having uh, uh, Fauci say, there's definitely going to be, there's definitely going to be a surprise pandemic in the Trump administration. I, I, my Fauci changes. <laughs> now, now I'm a gangster from the 1920s. You sit down and be quiet, okay, baby face? Take your shot. <laughs> Anyway, th- this is not, none of this is just happenstance. And so they're seeding this idea again of economic calamity. And well, I, I think they're seeding that, the idea of shortage here. Like, right. But that's, I think it's all leading. It's, we've well, called it a controlled demolition and it is, it's controlled. It's not a, a, an instant collapse. They know that that would cause, that would cause, um, 
something an environment they don't i don't think they well, want see that's just the thing yet. that's the thing i think they're i think they're teetering on this anarchistic right. situation where it's a it's a serious collapse and when, we, when i say total collapse remember the, the movies depict these total collapses as like everywhere everything happens the same that's not right. the way it would happen you'd it would be clunky you'd you'd have fits and starts you'd see people here and there these well, these, they, these cities have different problems than, than and, those and cities in the movies it's always like you know, think about like a movie like um, the one with Will Smith in the I Am Legend. Yeah, you know, and there's they don't need it to be like that. All they have to do is get to the currency. Well, they're going for control, right? All, so they're and, they're yeah. trying to cause the pain, and they're trying to pitch a narrative that that, uh, that produces the results that they want. And the res- that's the question: is what are the results that they want? They the part of the results that they want might be to kill a bunch of people. Well, that's be, a, that's a always, literal. These are people that have always said that as well. The eugenicists. Yeah, and it's all the same people. It's all the same people. It's the same. The the Bill Gateses, uh, the Planned Parenthood people, yeah, the, the Malthusians. Yeah. It's it's the the climate people, almost to a T, almost to a man. The climate, the big climate activists are also. So we're gonna have to link again to uh, Alex Jones's documentary. Endgame blueprint blueprint for global enslavement. And, and we're starting, you know, that's through, really through, interesting. Throughout this, throughout the pandemic, they've also seeded these ideas of of climate change, right? And we have to do the same thing that we did for coronavirus, that we, you know, for the environment. There were people during the the peak of the shutdowns, like AOC, Andrea Octavio Cortez, whatever her name is. She was saying Octavio. I don't know Oct- Oct- Octavius. Dr. Octopus is what comes to mind there. <laughs> she was saying, this is great. This is, this is the, you know, we, we basically saw the Green New Deal in, in action. And yeah, sure, the skies in LA were nice and clear, but the people on the ground were all suffering because they hey, yeah, couldn't work. They, they, yeah, everyone was miserable. But we'll own nothing and we'll be happy. That's the goal. Let's go, Brandon. That's the, is total control. You will own nothing. And you'll be happy. Well, as we've said before, I own things now. And listen, I don't think it's just like you'll own nothing as in you won't own your home and you won't own a car. You will own nothing. What are some of the things I own right now? Well, I own my thoughts and my habits. Ooh, I know. That's sinister. I never thought of it that way, Bobby. I own my, I sort of own my- My body and my thoughts. I own my medical data sort of that's disappearing maybe the maybe there are little uh nano bio well, look, bots in the they, they don't uh, need vaccine that. they don't need that they can look they how can, are they going to own your thoughts through constant surveillance propaganda through yeah propaganda but constant surveillance look at look at it's we're we're this close and i'm holding my fingers very closely together <laughs> little tiny space between them from the type of surveillance that we see in 1984, meaning there's always somebody watching us. And we're, all they have to do is push a button and these cameras that we all carry around on every device, on our laptops, our iPads, our cameras, our, I mean, our phones, can, can listen to us. And they might say, oh, no, no, it's off. It's totally off. I have sticky notes over the cameras on mine. Right. <laughs> But see that that's not going to stop uh, that's not going to stop the microphone from hearing you. 
It's not going to stop the location data from finding out where you're at. So what I say, they, they could control our thoughts or they can, can, they can what they can do is sort of uh, say, based on your actions and based on your facial expressions, we know you're thinking wrong think, and therefore we're going to erase you. Please step into the pit. I, you know, I don't even know if... Th- there's two movies that are important movies here. One is, uh, of course, Minority Report. Right, based on the... Pre-crime based cognition on the of psychics. Philip K. Dick short story, which is worth reading. Philip and K. Dick is one of those underrated... Oh man, authors. they he, do a lot of stuff that he's, he's, he's had written. a lot of stuff, but he never seems to like get the credit. Yeah, I don't know. Like you don't—they never really make a big deal out of it when they do the movie. But right. if you look behind it, they—they're pretty clear that it was based on a story by Philip. Oh, K. I know. They—they they have to say that, right? But what I'm saying is, he, his, if you, if you, Blade Runner was one of his, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you went, if you went to your average, again, your average American, and after oh, you're, you're done, right, you're right. After Nobody you're done knows. looking Nobody into his fridge. Yeah, After you're done looking at his fridge. If you say, "What's your Philip, favorite Philip K. Dick story?" They might think you're insulting them. What right. did you call me? What did you call me? Say it to my face. Right. Thank you. <laughs> but then you say, "Well, do you like Blade Runner?" I love Blade Runner. Yeah. Minority Report. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. What are some other ones he's done? I don't know. Okay. No. <laughs> I'd have to look them up now. But there are some others. Um, well. Anyway. Well, I'll the, look okay. Them up. We're in a we're in a strange. We're in a strange place. Yeah, there, there's a there's a clampdown coming. Well, he he the, has the, hundreds the movie, of stories, by the way. The other movie you can you can buy. There's four or five volumes of just collected works. Like only a few have been made into movies, but and, and I think they're pretty good. I have I have one. Okay, we'll link to books. we'll we'll find a list and we'll link to to the list of uh, movies or stories or ideas that uh, Philip K. Dick had come up with. The uh, other movie that I wanted to mention was Avengers. Well, it's Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. If you remember in that, the crux of the matter is that Hydra has gotten control of S.H.I.E.L.D. and those really cool super carriers that fly. Because mm-hmm. airplanes that fly need a place to land in the air. Right. <laughs> They're cool bases. Anyway... Um, In that show, Dr. Zola, who they preserved by putting him into a supercomputer back in the day, they have produced algorithmically a system whereby they know who to who is a threat. And they launch these supercarriers, and they're going to use their guns on the supercarriers to just uh, take out several million Americans who they deem to be a threat to their new world order. Big data is the new oil industry, I mean, and they have that data. Why do you, why do you think what do you think they're doing over at the Bluffdale Data Center here in Utah? Are they? I know they're saving a lot of data, but the point is they can aggregate that, they can slice it and dice it and massage it and figure out what you're going to do before you know it, based no, on your past I've actions. I've driven by that place. It's a really small building. It doesn't have a whole bunch of buildings. That's why you need to do a crazy Ivan every fine. once in a while. Remember, remember in, uh, remember in Hunt for the Red October, the Hunt for Red October, when uh, he does the crazy Ivan, he, does, he always goes to the left <laughs> at uh, or starboard or whatever the port at the top of the hour, and he and the Alec Baldwin character. There's there's a film that you can appreciate with Alec Baldwin in it. I mean. 
pretty much Alec Baldwin deserves to be memory hold, right? To the uh, dustbin with Robert De Niro <laughs> and all the other gangsters. But Hunt for Red October was pretty good. He plays yeah. the great patriot Jack Ryan in it. Or if you don't want to stomach Alec Back Baldwin, in the glory days just read the book. Of America. Yeah, it's a good Tom book. Clancy. A lot of F words in Tom Clancy books. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah we get we're gonna have to start doing a bunch of crazy ivans the idea is that the russian submarine captains would every once in a while just turn immediately stop their engines and turn to try to see if somebody's following them because right. the only way to really track a sub without them hearing you is to follow right in their wake mm-hmm. well yeah the, the the big data guys which is pretty much the oligarchy knows what we're doing because they know what we've done right and that was the premise of Winter Soldier, is they already know. Now imagine a, a GovCoin, and they know everything you buy and who you buy it from. Or everything you've already done. People are going to enter that system with... Right. Uh, Did I mention, I mentioned the Amazon Game Studios game that I've been playing. Did I tell you what the name of the game is? I think it's... Let me guess. <laughs> um, it's a game... The game is called <laughs> the game. The, the smoke the, coming out. <laughs> <of Jordan's laughs> the, the game is called. Uh, the game is called uh, divorce drama, <laughs> and it's about how to uh, how to successfully hide your affair. Uh, from the woman you've married for you've been married wow, to prior this- prior to you being. It was prior to you having made it rich, and so you didn't have a really good prenup, so you had to try to hide the affair, but you didn't realize the surveillance technology that you were involved in creating <laughs> would come back to haunt you when somebody just forwarded you your texts to somebody else. Wow, that's... Your, your sexts. That's really... The sextings. That's really specific. That almost sounds like it could have been like the founder and happened. CEO of <laughs> some big company. Yeah. But no, no, That's it's not nothing it's called, like that. It's not that. called Divorce Challenge, or no. what was it called? Divorce Drama? Now, the name of the new Amazon Game Studios game is called New World. Order? They left off order. Oh, okay. But it takes place in like the 1700s, kind of an alternate Earth, alternate universe. Okay. Where there's supernatural zombies and things, but you're sort of a conquistador sailor type. Oh, really? So it's set in the 1700s technology? Uh-huh. So you have to have swords and swords, gunpowder, yeah, muskets, yeah, cannons, and you can shoot other players, but you can't take their stuff. You don't get to loot the corpse. No, but you fight over territories and huh. things. It's it's uh, it's enjoyable. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of entrainment technology that has been worked into it. There's not. There's none at all. Okay. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need <laughs> to go, go spend play. some money. On Amazon.com. Okay. (laughs) That's strange. Anyway, so look, people are like, there's so many people that are like, well, yeah, but just even the premiere that that weirdo premiere of one of the, I think Victoria's Victoria State in Australia. It's this Dan guy, you know, we've quoted from him before. He's saying, if you just get vaccinated, you get your freedoms back. 
You'll get your freedoms back, and mate. And it's like, no, you won't. Your freedoms are gone. They're gone. You don't get them back by complying with the people taking your freedoms back. It's like, that's not a syringe. <laughs> no, that's, that sounds Scottish. <laughs> that's not a syringe. This is a syringe. <laughs> that's a, now, this, now, that's a syringe. Right. And, and you see that here in the U.S. People are saying, well, I don't want to get this shot. Like Andrew Wiggins, another NBA player who did not want to get the vaccine, got the vaccine and just said, I didn't, they, they were making it too hard for me to not get it. And so he got it. And it's like, he didn't want it, didn't need it. These guys are in the prime of their lives, the best shape of their lives. And they were yet, doing a great job with the COVID testing when they were lowering the threshold counts and making sure right. the, sport, the sporting events went on. So. But you don't, you're not, we will not get our freedoms back by saying, if we just do what they say, then we'll get our freedoms back. Because how many times have they told us that? We just need two weeks to spread. I had a fairly intense conversation with a close family member over the weekend. Oh, by the way, we're labeling that sometimes these conversations can be intense. That's a Twitter label now. And someone wrote just the word Trump and the algorithm labeled that tweet said warning topics of this or conversations with this topic can be intense. Okay. <laughs> and then they tried writing Biden and nothing happened, but Holy cow. But yeah, that's a new t- Twitter label. Conversations uh, around this topic can be intense. Well, maybe next week we should dedicate the podcast to how we can take some local sovereignty back. I mean, we like literally we need to be planning out the black market. The prepper guys have definitely been planning on trading because the, they can't, when, when the movies make it look like there's going to be total collapse, that can't happen. Okay. Right. People always are going to be, these what guys the, don't want to rule say, over a, a rub, pile of rubble. There's two, there's two really important scriptures. One's in DNC 45, I think, where it says, in the last days, the people that don't want to take up arms against their neighbors will have to flee to Zion. Okay. That's probably the ultimate uh, way that this devolves. But, that means Zion is going on. That means that people still can flee. And that means that there's an economy still going on. There's another scripture that says, well, when the Lord comes, they'll still be marrying and giving in marriage, right? Like people think that there's going to be this quick movie style collapse and then bam, the Lord's going to come. No, your society is going to dramatically change. And people are going to live through that and they're going to continue to try to transact and try to help each other and do things. And so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of death and destruction and, and really nasty things that we haven't dealt with as a society in what we call the golden years of America, the Pax Americana, right? But that was in the before time. That was in the before time. No, that's right. We're over. The Pax Americana is over. Okay, that it was over on nine eleven, I think. But there's there's going to be a market, and so. We need to start working on that. That's one thing I really like about Catherine Austin Fitz is she's she's working towards this idea of people having local sovereignty, being able to take control of things that they can control. Like she always asks people, well, who's your farmer and who's your banker, mm-hmm. right? And when the bankers all go down, which if the Federal Reserve system ends up where we think it's going to end up, our money supply is going to tr- change. And so we need to be planning on bartering or 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 right. tr- trading you know pre-1965 well, or something like that the, well, the keep in mind the pre-1965 thing is the thing the preppers are planning on keep in mind that your bank balance when you log on to the app on your phone and that number 
doesn't mean that that money is actually there. It's that that means something. If, if the electricity's on, if the bank is working, if the internet's working, if the powers that be are can, allowing that system to continue, there's lots of factors. And even if you there can withdraw in cash, that cash may not be worth much in this kind of a situation. But cash is still. Edward Snowden did still a little. Something. Did you see the Snowden piece that made it to zero hedge? He was talking about how um, even the paper, like the idea behind the gold certificates and the silver certificates. Oh, was that the, it's cheaper to print this some money than paper? Did he, is that the one he wrote? I don't remember that part of it, but okay. the, his point was, and maybe I didn't read it very carefully, but he, he was talking about the history of money and how you have, uh, originally it was a barter system, right? And you would trade things that had intrinsic value. And so then that's, that's where the precious metals come in. It's because they have intrinsic value. And then you start to get banknotes and which which became a promise for precious metals and then after uh nixon closed the gold window essentially we went off of any connection to pre- anything intrinsic and then we just had paper but he makes the point that no you still have paper <laughs> and that's better than what's in your bank account because think about it bobby if you have say $100 in your account if only. Okay. <laughs> if you have that money there and there's a crisis where the electrical system is shut down, that money is gone. But if you have it in paper, you still have it, right? And if the federal government fiddles with the numbers in your account, you still have the paper. Like the paper, it, it's going to be hard to to make people, they, they might think the value of it's gone down, but it's going to be hard for people to not recognize some sort of value in the dollar. Right, right. As long as we don't get the wheelbarrows full of money issued, the trillion dollar bills right. and stuff like that. If it goes that way, then you'll know your paper's not worth much, but That's you can still burn your paper. Venezuelan model. Right. Or the, the Zimbabwean model, right. model. Yeah. Yeah. That article is called uh, Your Money and Your Life. Okay. We'll link to that. And yeah, there's a little graphic that says it's cheaper to print this on money than paper. <laughs> what does that mean? I think it means that paper. Oh, that money, they're saying money is not even paper because money, that was his point. Money used to be dollar or gold and then it became dollars and now it's become an entry uh, in a database. And so it's cheaper to do that than put it on paper. That's, that's a good point. Okay. You were having an intense conversation with somebody and that's when I interrupted you and we went on this tangent. Okay. So the reason I brought that up. And I interrupted you with the trigger warning. Do we need to do another trigger warning? That I thought that was quite interesting that tr- just the word Trump yeah. causes a, a warning for intensity. And it, who knows, right? Who knows how authentic any of that is. But The reason I brought up the intense conversation was because this person said, but the pandemic has to end. It's going to end, right? It's got to end sometime. Sure. That... Okay, so that's my question to you, Bobby. Are they going to let go of it? Because I don't think they're going to let it end. Well, we thought, I thought it was going to end last summer. I thought, okay, the summertime, we're going to get the cases are going to naturally go down. People are going to be restless and get back to their lives. This person's point was that it's going to go back to normal. At some point, they have to let go of this and we'll go back to normal. The, the system will work itself out, as was the argument. Yeah, in, in maybe 20 years ago, I would have agreed with that. But I don't anymore because I, as we've talked about on this episode, there's all of these other factors all 
leading up to what they've been planning for a long time. This, this is an intentional take. Great reset. This uh, Agenda 2020, Agenda 2030, Agenda 21, whatever. They, you know, they've, they've shifted their own goalposts and names. But, you know, the ID 2020. Don't know what that is? Look that up. That's not a clandestine thing. That's just Bill Gates doing what Bill Gates does. And that's trying to take over the world with all of his cronies. There's a great, we will link to this great uh, uh, document. You know, you hear, you hear about they, right? They're doing this. They're trying this. They're going to control us. Well, who's they? Well, there's a good document out there from the, uh, uh, from the, sorry, I'm looking it up, the SWPRS. That is the Swiss Policy Research. These guys do some good work. And they have kind of a breakdown called the WF, <clears throat> the WEF in the pandemic. It's a good overview of they and their role in all this propaganda and policymaking, uh, starting, of course, with our good friend, Darth Schwab. Cla uh, sorry, Klaus Schwab. Okay. And it, it's just, a, it, you know, who are they? Well, there's a good start. And are there others? Are there other they's that control these they's? Maybe. Probably. Those are also my pronouns, by the way. These and they? These days. Plural. I was thinking... But is the... Are they... <laughs> on the pronoun thing, you could really get them if you said, um, my pronoun is, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Meaning, every time you say he or she to me, you have to say, I'm an idiot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a blithering idiot would be the... I, I'm an idiot and I'm a blithering idiot. That's what you have to say every time you use my pronouns. <laughs> so are they going to answer your question? Are they going to let this go? Yes, but not until they have whatever's next ready to roll out. And I think that is at this point, you have the, the Vax Pass, which is obviously the gateway to digital ID, mm -hmm. which, by the way, Utah is one of the early adopters of the digital ID digital driver's license and all of our data will be securely stored on it. And it's like my driver's license right now has almost no data about me on it. I, That's perfect. It's <laughs> fine. And you can't hack into that card. Now, of course there's a database behind that, Yeah, but still some stranger can't steal my driver's license and get my medical history from that or my transactions or my travel history. Well, see, I don't think they're going to let the pandemic go because I think they want to keep injecting people. Like the, uh, I keep saying the word like, I got to stop that. <laughs> what I mean is that I do think they are doing something nefarious with these vaccines. They want to be able to put stuff in you. And they're a little bit miffed right now that so many people are resistant to having that stuff put in them. Right. I, I do think there's something very, very suspicious about the fact that they want to get this into your body. It's, it can't just be profit motive. They've made huge, scads of money, trillions and trillions of dollars. Huge red flags of, on the level of insistence yeah, and universal insistence. Like from podunk governors like our own to, you know, leaders of nations and media outlets mm -hmm. and rock stars and everybody is in lockstep that's an important word right with this right so i i think that we brought this up last week when we talked about the people who make it rain there was somebody that that asked me the question do you think maybe that the people that are controlling 
Spencer Cox coerced the church into pushing for vaccines right around the same time as the drought was going on, the quote-unquote drought was going on. Do, do you think they strong-armed him? I, I think the church went along with it willingly, but uh, there was a, somebody questioning whether the, the church had gone along with it because they were blackmailed by the rain. And then the, the governor comes out and says, pray for rain. And, right. And we get, it's been one of the wettest, wettest ends of summer start of falls we've had. I have a friend that was actually measuring the rain outside his, in his backyard. And it's like, yeah, it's like 13 inches or something like that I measured. We've got these deluge type of rains that have been going on, which is uncharacteristic for Utah, especially in a massive drought. <laughs> Worst drought ever. Worst drought ever. TM. Yeah. Hashtag. But anyway, that, that, was, that was something to think about. Getting back to the whole forced vaccination thing, I do think they will, at first, like I have some empathy. I can, I can see how some of these older people, baby boomers that were worried about their health would say, who believe in the vaccination idea would, would say, well, yeah, I'll get it because I, I think it's going to help me protect me from the disease. And that's what they were that's another thing. People are out there saying, we never said it was going to protect you from the disease. They're totally gaslighting. And they're right. like, we, no, we, we only said it was going to lessen symptoms. That's not true. They were, they're on records. Joe Biden himself, everybody's out there saying- You will not get this. This is, going to, this is going to keep you safe from COVID. You won't get COVID. And then they've had to backtrack that because of what's happened. And so- well, it's, it's gone to the point where it's, it's legitimate. It's not just antagonizing or trolling. It's legitimate to say- is the vaccine causing this right. disease? Yeah, it's causing it. So what Among I'm, what I'm saying is, maladies. I just I just want to I just want to hedge a little bit before I make the next statement because I know people, I I respect people that have gotten the vaccine, and I, I that's their decision, right? Right. And at first, I I warned many of them and said, hey, you might want to just wait and see what the long term effects are and see if there's anything weird that goes on. But none of them had the patience to wait a year, right? I'm right. I said wait to see what happens, and they were thinking, well, I'll wait two weeks and see if. Well, has has anybody on the planet been taken taken that shot with informed consent? Nobody knows what's Nobody. going on we, because there's big, been no information. It's all experimental anyway. But what I'm saying is that now more and more, now it really looks nefarious. It really looks evil. Like there is some reason that they want to put these these injections in us. And I, I don't think it's only because they want to uh, get rid of the control group. And it's mm -hmm. just experimental. I'm starting to think there's something, we're going to see something dramatically wrong happen well, it was, with if, people that are vaccinated. If you... If you we, put any weight into the, was it Michael Yeadon that had been warning about this, who used to be at Pfizer? Yeah. I mean, he's basically said, if I'm remembering the name right, basically said that this is going to kill everybody that's had it. Well, the, 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 scriptures, of it. the scriptures warn of an overflowing scourge, right? Mm -hmm. they, they warn of a sickness in the last days. And a lot of people, were, you know, in the 80s are like, that's going to be AIDS or it's it's this flu season or whatever there, there were Ebola scares. Mm -hmm. Right. But I kind of think, and I'm not going to say I'm not an expert. I've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of thinking about this. There are, there are certain balances that occur in nature, right? I think with infectious diseases, 
and there, there's the whole we've got to get a friend of mine on that has done a lot of research on the terrain theory that's a good discussion to have because one of the questions is why why these diseases which are supposedly communicable that you can give to somebody why why does one guy in your family not get sick when he's been around the the virus and everybody else gets really sick mm-hmm. the the terrain matters where where these the the people matter the environment matters the time of year matters as to why we we get some of these sicknesses but when we're looking at theoretically communicable diseases, infectious diseases, I believe there's this balance where your disease can either be really deadly and manifest itself quickly and kill the patient like Ebola, but it doesn't spread very easily because it kills the patient too quickly. Right. Or you can have a disease that spreads far and wide with with mild symptoms. And I know nobody likes to have a you know, the upset stomach, the throw up, the... Right, but that's just... That's mild, that's guys. That's life. That's life, that's okay? Life. That's we, what you're... All, those are natural the, reactions for times, your body to cleanse. In the before times, we didn't think twice about someone getting a stomach bug or a cold or a flu. Kids barf all the time. I mean, right. when, when I know we this were, from experience. When we, yeah. <laughs> when we were in elementary school, at least once or twice a year, some kid would barf in the classroom. Oh! And everybody would file out. The janitor would come in, throw some sawdust on it, and yeah. we'd all go back in the classroom and finish the day. Yeah. Maybe that kid would be sent home. Nowadays, if that happens, the whole school is shut down for two hazmat. weeks. They bring hazmat <laughs> in. They burn the school down. They rebuild it. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kids are on Zoom getting a miseducation. We're all wearing masks on all Zoom. All wearing masks Put a mask over Zoom. your camera. And then finally... They after everyone tests negative, two weeks after everyone tests negative for the final time, they can go back to class. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. So but what maybe I'm, perhaps they could go back to class maybe after some time spent watching my documentary about you. me and how wonderful I am and how I Cured AIDS. Do the part where he says you've got to be careful of the virus coming up through the sewers and affecting you while you're in your shower. There's something that gets overlooked a lot, and that's that when you shower, the water goes down into a drain. That drain is connected to your pooper, (laughs) and those fumes can come up from the city sewages where the ninja turtles like to hang out and it can come up and infect you through the anus. Those, those, poopy, those poopy fumes can have the COVIDs and you breathe them in and they can get you because you need to shower with your mask. If you're not showering with your mask, you're putting everybody at great harm's risk. Most likely. Most likely. Find me on Disney+. Plus. It's called Fauci. It's after named me, me. I'm Fauci, and it's a movie about me. Okay, so there, there's a there's a balance in the, in nature where your <laughs> where your diseases that are really bad burn out quickly. They don't infect far and wide. And we've been programmed, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, that that there was going to be some sort of a pandemic that did both. Go watch I Am Legend. Go watch World War Z. Go watch the, Bill Gates' TED Talks. Yeah, they, 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 they've been trying to make people think that this, there's going to be some really terrible virus that would take over and, and really hurt people. And so, so they preceded the, uh, the public with this idea that it could happen naturally. But 
I think it would be very poetic, very typical of uh, poetic justice, I think is the way we call it. It's, it's sort of a divine form of karma that the, that the scourge, the overflowing scourge or, or illness in the last days would be caused by the hubris of mankind. Not, maybe not just even hubris, but maybe intentionally caused by mankind. And so when you think about bioweapons, we've worried a lot about the idea that, you know, 12 Monkeys is one of those. Uh, Rainbow Six the, the, is the book I'm thinking of by Tom Clancy where they, they take out a bunch of eco-terrorists, uh, bioterrorists that were going to spread a virus at the, at the Olympic Games. Also turned into a video game. Yes, that was a good video game. A lot of really cool guns in that. Mm-hmm. Playing these shooter video games is a great way to learn about guns. <laughs> like the types out there, the yeah. sounds they make, the fire yeah. rates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're really realistic. I think my kids know more about guns than I do because they play all these Call of Duty games. Yeah, Apex Legends. Anyway, what, what, what I was going to say is that definitely the bad guys have bioweapons, but they need a delivery system. That's the vaccination program. Like anthrax, they have to spread it in a, in, an aeros- in a powdery aerosolized form. I can't remember exactly how they do anthrax. Maybe they can get it in the water. Uh, VX nerve gas, they got to aerosolize that. The, the, these chemical weapons have to be delivered in a blanket way. You don't, you don't pr- pass on the chemical and biological weapons like the movies think. Now, or like the movies make us want to think. That's my informed opinion. I'm not going to say I'm a virologist, but I don't trust the virologists or epidemiologists further than I can throw them in this day and age. I mean, these are like the high priests of old that are telling us to worship this idol over here or that idol over there. That They really have a religious feel to them and and what's going on right now. Did you ever see the Mel Gibson movie Apocalypto? I saw parts of it. It looked pretty intense. It was intense. And I went and saw it. I was working on a relevant project at the time. I had just returned from Mexico and Guatemala. And so you're like, I want to see if this matches what I learned down uh, there. I was a little disappointed in it. I thought it could have been better. But yeah, you have these priests that are demanding human sacrifice. And they would make those sacrifices very public and roll the heads down the steps of the pyramids. And I've been on those pyramids. And they have, they're sort of a haunting energy to those mm. places you think there was a lot of human sacrifice there yeah yeah I okay do. but i think we're living through another era of human sacrifice well as we mentioned last week the term holocaust literally means burnt offering or sacrifice by fire and right. most people don't realize that i mean they may, may associate the burnings in the gas chambers or whatever with right. the nazi concentration camps but that's not how m- most of the people well i guess a lot of people were killed that way but I, th- I think the na- nowadays the human sacrifices are, they take on a little bit m- different. Obviously, we're not cutting heads off on a pyramid, taking out a beating heart, but we are killing our babies by the millions. I think that's a form of human sacrifice. Oh, war is. War is a ritualistic or can be a ritualistic sacrifice. But even in this pandemic type environment, we have this fetish with death. We do these death counts and we... The media and the people involved with this tend to be disappointed when not enough people are dying. Well, and they're getting everybody involved in the focus on death. Right. We we mentioned this. This is a side note. Well, I guess we can turn the we can change the subject. I'm just saying that to wrap up my thought, the the 
the vaccine program looks like an intentional delivery system for a bioweapon. And we have such short-term memories and time moves slowly for us. We don't recognize that, that it could really be hurting people down the road. They, these these uh, chemicals and adjuvants, uh, other biological materials that are in these these vaccines could stay in the body for a long time and cause all right. kinds of we, issues, especially with that mRNA mechanism that's that's modifying your genes. Right. Produ- well, they say it's producing the spike protein. If you were going to, re- if you were going to release a bioweapon on a mass scale, masking it as a cure to something, and then getting everybody involved with coercing and cajoling and forcing it on people, this would be a great way to do it. So we've mentioned before on the podcast, the Alex Jones, Joe Rogan podcast, episode 9-11. And I I brought it up once before, but at least once. There's this uh, subculture out there. I, I went down some rabbit holes over the weekend and was listening to some people that believe in ETs, extraterrestrials, right? And Alex Jones was talking about how he thinks they're interdimensional beings. So those of us that believe in the spirit world, this makes some sense. You just have to sort of adjust your, your, your paradigm a little bit and apply the form and function of beings in the other worlds, devils and demons and, and angels, to the idea that they might be extraterrestrial or, they, or people are seeing them as extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. Ex- exactly. Extraterrestrial. <laughs> That's a, I like that a lot. <laughs> um, but the, one of the things that Alex Jones brought up is that the, the bad guys will, will get further light and knowledge by conversing with these people beyond the veil, the bad guys beyond the veil, and use that knowledge to dominate in this world, but that the bad guys beyond the veil want sacrifice. They won't give it up unless you create the sacrifices. And so that, that could be a very real thing that we're witnessing right here. We've already talked about it, and I can't remember which episode it was. But I guess we'll have to link to the Joe Rogan podcast number 911. You can go find that. That was the one with Alex Jones. He purposefully tried to get Alex on for the, the 9, 911th episode right. of his podcast, which is kind of cool. By the way, we're up to almost 50 In, here. Yeah, today is episode, what, 44? Yeah, it'll be 44. If we yeah, do we, this, for, if we keep doing this, will we ever catch up to Joe Rogan? What's he on, like 2,000-something? No, but our income is almost where his is. So. Almost? Okay. Yeah. Our listenership? Well, <laughs> since he went to Spotify, he... <laughs> yeah, I think I, I got to think he's lost l- l- regular listeners since he went to Spotify. But I don't know. I'm not privy to those numbers. Well, f- another day, we should talk about ETs. I, got, I, f- I found well, some interesting podcasts. In, yeah, if you think about it in terms of, of theology and in, in LDS origin theology a third of the a third of the people in the what we call the war in heaven rejected you know the plan to come to the to come to the earth or mm-hmm. basically a third of those people lost the war and we're we're taught we're told that they followed lucifer and became that they live demons. here as as spirits right which we would call in in our terminology in in, in the world Demons, yeah, devils. If you, uh, I think the screw tape letters are an awesome read on that topic and how the devil might might think and tutor each other. Like, look, mm-hmm. look, they aren't just mindless zombie devil beings that are just like constantly just 
trying to eat your brain or whatever in some mindless way. They are savvy and smart and are well, the, the point is the that, entire The point world. is that they have an ag- objective to deceive the world, that they, right. they feed off of us like we're batteries in the matrix and they have the goal of destroying the children of Adam and Eve. That's the, like right. take, taking them down. Uh, Hugh Nibley's The Expanding Gospel is a good essay on this particular subject. He quotes some really good apocryphal sources. Well, and, and if we're going to take our religion seriously, fellow Christians and Mormons, then evil is as real as God is, because that's our, in our theology, and is setting out to destroy us. And they're going to do that through armies and navies and preachers who feed false priests who oppress pharmaceutical companies. That means that's happening now. It's not just something that happened in the Bible or in the Book of Mormon or back then or over there. It's happening now, today, in your neighborhood, in your congregations, in your workplace. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you have to recognize that and you have to combat it. Combat it. Combat it. Combat. You're the pronunciator. You have to combat it. <laughs> but it's real. It's real. And if you can't see that now, and especially the way that this evil is being played out, look, this isn't just like, oh, my liberties. I've seen people mocking freedom, which I think is a great way to lose any freedom. You have to mock freedom. Mm-hmm. But it's beyond that, too. We're, 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 we're fighting for our lives, for our eternal and spiritual lives. And that's one of the, you know, people, I go back to the stupid masks. If we had just said no to the masks, we might be in a lot better situation where today where we're not having pilots and air traffic controllers and, and doctors and nurses and firefighters and office workers and everybody else saying, hold on, wait, wait a second. What the heck is going on now? You want to put what into my body and I don't have a choice? Well, yeah, you should have said no to the mask. But this is this is this is a fight for for just truth for truth being legally discussable <laughs> <laughs> because we get we're going to get to the point if this gets to the currency we're going to get to the point where everything that we do in our lives is controlled by that currency and our ability to earn and so i hope you have a better another skill something practical and i hope that we can still flee to zion in the coming months or years, if this gets implemented, where we can have our own economies and our own societies. And I don't, fleeing to Zion may not mean fleeing to one place where all the saints are going to be. It might just mean fleeing to where this is, has less impact. It might be- a, Or to a frame of mind, actually right. imp- implementing the frame of mind that you are, we're talking about. Zion is the pure in heart. Right. I think there's, if we truly want to live free in the coming months or years, you know, whatever timeline. And I think it's faster sooner <laughs> we better, than later. We better get working on it right now. I think we got to be willing to give up your entire digital existence. Your smartphones, the internet, Netflix, Apple TV, Apple watches, iPads, laptops, maybe even vehicles with all of the bells and whistles, all of these mechanisms of control, you're going to have to be willing to give those up and live by the sweat of your brow. I think Maybe it's a possibility because all yeah, of those it, things it's looking are like that. Yeah, it's look, it's really looking like that. So I, I think we should be talking about that more. We've got a, a bunch of homework, a bunch of future topics we always throw out there. 
And uh, one of our favorite topics, of course, is what makes a good society. And it's, of course, dancing around that Zion idea. God brings Zion, but he's going to bring it to a good society, I think. So that, that would be fun to talk about. I also, like I said, went down this rabbit hole over the weekend. Catherine Fitz, Catherine Austin Fitz, I guess I should put the Austin in there. Her commentary in those interviews that we linked to was pretty significant. And when she starts talking, it always gets me thinking about how much deeper the rabbit hole is. And so I think there's some, some interesting rabbit holes to explore, not just about extra telestials, but also, you know, how far advanced this the these invisible weapons and the government technology or the oligarchy's technology has become and maybe but maybe that's not something to focus on maybe the maybe the thing to focus on is the taking back our sovereignty in in a local way and and setting up new systems that where we can communicate and and trade cuz we might be out of time i mean we like literally right. we we may be that close we I guess we need to pray and figure out what to do because <laughs> yeah, it may not mean. I think a lot of people think, well, yeah, we just got to vote better people into our city council or our local government. I think that time is past. I think it's more like I have there's ten families that I trust, and that we're going to sit down with these ten families and we're going to say, this is in the <laughs> event of a apocalypse. Yeah. We need to work together. Those kind of discussions need or to go whatever. on. No, those those kind of dis- discussions do need to go on. But we're also kind of at that point in Harry Potter Seven where it's he makes the decision between Horcruxes and Hallows. He has to decide whether to go after the um, things that will allow him to destroy the Dark Lord or the Hallows, which supposedly are going to give him immortality and eternal life. Right? right. He he's uh, he's got a dilemma there, and. I, we're 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 kind of there. Like, where where do you focus your time right now? It makes me kind of feel. I don't feel bad, but I'm looking kind of down on myself here. Going, man, you've been watching a lot of movies lately. It's right. a waste of time. Well, we're just killing killing people. time. Just killing time during the apocalypse. We're, you know? we're distracted people, and and that's by design. And look, entertainment is fun and it's good, and we should have distractions. If you get to the point where all you are is distracted and not wasting your life in service of uh, of the good, what was the quote that you quoted last week? I can never wasting and wearing out our lives, uh, exposing the hidden things of darkness, wherein we know them. They're made manifest to us, and we know them. See, Jordan can quote things better. I'm than paraphrasing. I can. We put, quote, we put that up I on the... I quote from the movies, okay, but not from the scriptures. It's a it's a, <laughs> it's a problem that. I, I, I would happily reverse those talents. <laughs> it's a, it's an Italian problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at uh, two hours. Probably a good place to break for the week. Uh, watch everything you hear in the news with the lens of "Let's go, Brandon." Figure out what they're telling you, and then figure out what your eyes and ears are telling you. And spread the word. Tell people. Let's go, Brandon. Let's let's make this the new who is John Galt. I mean, it's becoming that. It is becoming that, and it, it's a it's a rally cry for truth and and uh, cutting through the lies that are so obvious, yeah, so blatant right in our faces. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody, have a good week. Thanks for listening. Remember, wear your mask while you shower, and also don't wear masks on Halloween because those Halloween masks tend to be vectors of bacterias and viruses.
you, right, you, I'm you, sorry, everybody. You get the last word, Doc. <laughs> anyway, go watch my movie. <laughs> All right, don't I'm watch, done. I'm sorry. Don't watch that movie. Okay, everybody, we love you. <laughs> Have a great week. We are Mind Virus Podcast, Bobby Flood, Jordan Bruno. Signing off. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.